All right, that's a good verse, a good chapter of the Bible. We could spend a lot of time. But we're going to focus, uh, I was wanting to focus there in verse number 7. It says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. I hope everybody here really understands that you ought to have a love in your heart for God and the people. There's a lot of things we're going to talk about here today, but I think every mother and father will totally, hopefully understand this. As soon as I found out my wife was going to have my son Tommy, he was our first child, I fell in love with that child before I even knew what it was. Just the fact that I was going to have a baby in my family, that there's something in my heart. I, I just fell in love with these kids before they were, they were ever born. And God says that we as Christians, we ought to have a real love in our heart, not only for him, but for each other. There's a lot of things we're going to look at. So I hope everybody will check your heart today and examine it as we pray. Father, I do pray you'd meet with us here today. Pray you'd help us all, Lord, to examine our heart, examine our life, and see if our love for you and for others is what it ought to be. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. God said we ought to love one another. Why? Because love is of God. That's something that's real. First John 2, verse 15 and 16 says, Notice this, Love not the world. You ought to underline this part. Neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And there's a whole other sermon there too that we could spend a lot of time on. We live in a world where a lot of people have fallen in love with this world and the things of this world. But I'll tell you what, all the things in this world are going to be wiped out one of these days. You don't want to fall in love with those things. You want to fall in love... With the right things. First uh, John 4 verse 6 through 8 says, We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. error. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. Everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. And again, there's a whole great sermon there. If you can't love the things God tells us to love, God says you better check out and make sure you're truly saved. If you're really saved, there's going to be some love in your heart for some things and some people. Again, it bothers, there's a lot of things that bother me in this world, but probably one of the things that bothers me most in this world is how a lot of women and are killing their babies. I, I don't understand that. How you can kill your baby, you know, that just doesn't make any sense to me at all. And now I guess they've passed it where even as they're being born they can be put to death. And I said those things upset me a lot, but it really surprises me that a a mother would want want to do that kind of thing. And there's a lot of people that claim Christianity that don't have a love for other people and the things that God wants us to have a love for. This is a... A very powerful scripture. Go over to Matthew chapter 5. This is kind of a, almost, I call it kind of a scary scripture uh, about loving. Matthew 5 verse 43. That's where we're going to start here. It says, Ye have heard that it have been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, Love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. Pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you, that ye may be my children, the children of your Father which is in heaven. 
for he maketh us uh, his son uh, to rise uh, on the evil and on the good and sendeth rain upon the just and the unjust. For if ye love them that love you, what reward have ye? Do not even the publicans the same. And if ye salute your brethren only, what do ye more than others? Do not even the publicans so. Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. God's saying, listen, I hate what those people are doing, but I love them enough, I'm going to tell them the truth. And I'm going to pray for them. And they may not like it. They may not realize that there's a lot of groups out there that, that hate us Christians. You know why? Because we tell them the truth. They shouldn't hate us. Listen, again, I, I know there's uh, the, the abortion people. They don't realize it, but they're committing murder. Those doctors that put these babies to death, they're committing murder. And they're going to face judgment from God for that. There's a lot of these... Groups out there that, you know, they want guys to be able to marry guys and girls to marry girls. That's unbiblical. Amen. You say, oh, you hate those people. I hate what they're doing, but I love them enough to tell them the truth. That if they don't get saved, they're going to spend eternity in a place called hell. That's a scary thought. And we ought to care about those people. Uh, I've talked about this. How many remember there was a boat years ago uh, that some Titanic? (laughs) You all remember that boat? What happened to that? It sunk. You know, that was considered an unsinkable ship. But it sunk. And I've said, used this example many times. Knowing what, and I, I forgot, I don't remember how many people died, but hundreds of people died because that boat went down. If you went back in time, and all of a sudden you found yourself there and saw people getting on that boat, if you had any love for them, what should you do? Anybody? Don't get on that boat. Well, it's going to sink. And you know what? A lot of them wouldn't believe you. There's a lot of people that hear what us preachers say and they don't believe it. But you may not believe it. But I love you. I care about you. I don't want you to go to hell. I don't want that. That's going to be horrifying to spend eternity in the lake of fire. That, that, that's horrifying to me. Why am I a preacher? Not, not to. I don't. I don't get paid a ton of money or anything. And I was, I, I jokingly say this, and I, I kind of mean when they do that offering for me. If I get a penny, I'll be proud. Okay. <laughs> I told Tom when he called me. I said, if you're going to have me come preach, you got to owe you owe me a penny. Okay. That's that's all I expected. I don't really expect anything. I, I'm not that I want anything. I, I want to tell people the truth. And like I said I've made a lot of people mad at me over the years. Because I tell them the truth. I tell them, uh, and they don't realize it, but I really love them. I love them enough that I, I, I'm going to share the Scripture with them and try to tell them the truth. And God said that we're even to love our enemies. And that may be the hardest commandment given to us by the Lord. It's hard uh, to put up with our enemies. But to love our enemies, wow, that's hard, isn't it? That, that's a hard thing to do. It's hard not to be violent. Uh, I've said I've, I've written several songs and I, jo- I talk about it. I've written some joke songs and uh, a new joke song I've been working on. I, I don't remember everything to it, but it says this. If looks could kill, we would all be dead. <laughs> right? Because everybody here, even people you love, you've probably got mad at them a few times and you've given them that look and the bullets came out of your eyes. We'd be in trouble, wouldn't we? (laughs) 
because uh, it's all right to laugh. It's a joke that I tell. You wouldn't want to kill them, but we've all probably had those thoughts go through our head. And God's telling us, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who despitefully use you. Uh, and God's saying, we've got to, there's some things that we've got to understand and we've got to do. Number one, we've got to recognize what God's done for each of us. God saved me. We didn't deserve to get saved, folks. But God saved us. 1 Timothy 1, verse 15 and 16. This is a faithful saying, worthy of all acceptation, that Christ Jesus came into the world, get this, to save sinners of whom I am chief. Howbeit, for this cause I obtained mercy, that uh, in me first Jesus Christ might show forth all uh, longsuffering for a uh, pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him uh, to life everlasting. He's saying God's, God loves us. God wants to save us. I was just talking to somebody before church, uh, kind of a, uh, you know, thinking about the Jesus and the love he has for each of us. And that, you know, I always say that if you think you're wonderful right now, I want to tell you this, you've got a problem. Because God says all of us are sinners. And I use this example the closer you get to God, you don't think you're better. The closer you get to God, you realize how bad you are. Amen. I use this. If you're, if, uh, when we, I don't know if it's shining, if there's clouds out there or not. But if you go out and the sun's out there, you can put your hand up and block the sun. Does that mean your hand is bigger than the sun? What does it mean about that? It means we're, anybody know how far away you are from the sun? It's millions of miles probably, right? means we're very far from the sun. And the closer you get to that sun, let's say you're getting a spaceship and start flying that way, there's going to come a point that you won't be able to block with your hand anymore, will you? And the closer, it's going to get hotter. It's going to get bigger. And I'm going to say this, the closer you get to God, you start realizing, oh my goodness, I'm really not anything what I ought to be. God's an amazing God. That for by What are we saved? By our good works? No, by grace are we saved. Through faith, that not of ourselves. It's a gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. None of us are going to be able to brag about going to heaven. You know why I'm going to heaven? Because God gave His life for me on the cross. And God saved my soul. And, and the closer you, I, I, I talk about this a lot too. I didn't appreciate my parents like I should have till I became a parent. Then I started realizing, oh my goodness. I can't believe my mom put up with me like she did. And how she had the things she, she had to deal with. And, and things of that nature. And folks... We've got to recognize, I'm so glad God saved me. You know why I want to say God was so good to me? God blessed me so much. I'm glad God saved me. I'm glad God told me the truth. And I said, if we could go back in time and we saw, especially if you saw your family getting on that boat, you'd probably physically grab them off of it, right? And you'd try to stop everybody from getting on that boat. Don't get on that boat that's going to sink and... And there's a lot of people out there that they don't like us preachers who preach the truth and tell them uh, what they ought not to be doing, they ought not to be involved in. Um, but you know why we're doing it? Because we care about you. Okay? We, don't, we don't want anybody to go to hell. I hope everybody understands this. Everybody here today, we are all sinners. The Bible says, you all know this verse probably by heart, Romans 3.23, For most of us have sinned. No. All of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Nobody here is perfect, folks. 
Another example I use when I'm witnessing to people is this. If, if we're standing on, let's say there's a cliff, big cliff I'm standing on, and it's 100 feet over to the other side, and it's thousands of feet to the bottom, and there's giant rocks. And if I run and I just jump 10 feet, where, what's going to happen to me? I'm going down. Let's say you're a better jumper and you jump 15 feet. What's going to happen to you? Well, I jump further than him, but you're still going to go down. Let's say you're the greatest jumper ever and you jump 90 feet. Guess what? You're still going down. God said we all come short of the glory of God. You're here today and you've never given your heart to Jesus. Now, if there's a bridge, you want to go across that. And guess what? Jesus is the bridge. He's the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by Him. So if you've never gone through salvation, uh, you need to recognize that you're a sinner and you need to save you. So I'm not so bad. Yeah, you are. All of us are sinners. We all come short of the glory of God. We all need a Savior. The Bible says, Romans 3.10, as it is written, there's none righteous, no, not one. We all need the Lord as our Savior. John 14.6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. Jesus is the only way to heaven, folks. Listen, I, I love when people come to our church. I love when they join our church and all those things. But going to church isn't what gets you to heaven. It's giving your heart to Jesus that gets you to heaven. So recognize what God has done for us. Another thing, realize that we still have problems, all of us. I know, I said it's hard to believe, but I, I hate to admit this, but I'm not perfect yet. <laughs> okay. I try real hard to do right. I really do. I've tried real hard to live a right kind of life, but guess what? Nobody's perfect. Job said this in Job 42, 5 and 6, I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now mine eye seeth thee. Wherefore, I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. He's talking about when he met the... And Job was one of the greatest guys I've ever read about in the Bible. He went through so much and stayed faithful to God, but he saw God and he said, you know, I realize how bad I am. I realize I'm not everything I ought to be. And, and folks, all of us need to realize that I would say everybody here, I hope you don't get offended at me, but I guess since I'm not the pastor and I live far away, it won't. But I would say everybody here probably needs to get right about something in your life. God said we all sin. We all come short of the glory of God. None of us are perfect, even though we try real hard. But we ought, to, we ought to try to improve ourselves. We ought to try to get better. We ought to get closer to God. And we need to realize that one of the problems a lot of us have is there's a lot of hate we have in our heart for people. And we ought to get right with people. And we ought to have, God said, to get into this in a little while, but love your enemies. That's what the Bible says. Love your enemies. Bless them to do what? Curse you. Whew, that's pretty powerful, isn't it? God's telling us we ought to have a great love for people. And we need to realize that, guess what? And, and I know I, I talk about this sometimes sort of as a joke, but I really mean it. I hate to admit this. But I'm going to make an admission to you all here today. When I asked Paula to marry me, I thought, well, I'm doing that girl a favor. <laughs> I hate to admit it. <laughs> I thought, wow, she's so blessed that Tom McMurtry is asking her to marry him. And now that I realize she's put up with me all these years, 
I think, wow, you know, I'm blessed. That was a miracle that I got a girl like that that was willing to love me and put up with me for all these years. And I realized, you know, I I hate to admit that, but that's honestly how I felt back in those days. I thought I was doing a favor by asking her out on the date. I was being a nice guy, you know. But, you know, now I realize, you know, God blessed, I wasn't that... God blessed me tremendously, the fact that she loved me and that she's been willing to stick by me through everything. And that she, we know when you get married, remember the words you said, for better, what else? For worse. Richer, for poorer. In sickness and health. In poverty or wealth. Why? Because you know if you really love each other, you're going to stick through everything. And folks, guess what? We're going to have, there's people out there that are going to do stuff to irritate us and make us mad, but we still ought to have a love for them. Even our enemies. doesn't mean we like what they're doing. doesn't mean we go along with what they're doing. But it means we try to protect them and we try to tell them the truth. And we recognize that, again, I said there's a lot of people. As I've, been, I've been pastoring. And you were right when you did that. I said 42. It is, I am getting older. It is 43 years I've been preaching. I've made a lot of people mad. And I always say one of the shocks they're gonna, when they get to heaven, they're going to find out that preacher really loved them. And I loved them enough to tell them the truth, even if I knew it was going to make them mad at me, uh, that I'm going to tell them the truth. And we've got to realize that all of us have problems in our life. Romans 7.18 says, For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth what? No good thing. For the will is present with me. How to perform that which is good, I find not. And again, that's a great Christian man that's saying that. He said, but I know in me dwells no good thing. I realize how bad I am. And folks, all if you're saved here today, you ought to praise God for that. Amen? And let me say this. If you're saved here today, you ought to want to share that with other people. I, I preach at nursing homes about every, every Sunday. I go do a service at the nursing homes. And I use this example with a lot of those older people there. I say, if I brought a bottle of pills in here, and I gave you a pill and you took it, boom, all of a sudden you were young and healthy. And I gave you a hundred pills. I said, would you share those? What kind of person would you be to walk out of there without sharing them with somebody? You were healed. All of a sudden you were an old person that couldn't walk and was about to die. And all of a sudden you were young and healthy and strong because some guy gave you a pill and he asked you. Now there is no pill like that. But, uh, but I, and if I asked you to share that with other people, it would be pretty rotten to walk away without sharing it, Right? What would you think if you were sitting there and you had that problem and you saw them get healed and they walked out and didn't share it with you? Would that upset you? Now, again, I don't know exactly how things are going to be at Judgment Day and everything, but I've tried to imagine some of those things. And I've often thought, anytime I see people, there's going to be, I don't know if God's going to let us watch all this or not, but when we see those people cast into the everlasting lake of fire and they stand before God in judgment, Maybe God's going to have us stand there and watch them. Maybe they were our neighbor. And they're going to look and say, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you warn me? I don't want them to be able to say that. When they look at me, I don't, it's going to be sad seeing them go to hell, but it's going to be a lot more sad to see them go to hell if I didn't try to tell them, if I didn't try to warn them. Like I said, that we, we've got to care about other people. We've got to see our problem in our life. All of us have problems and all of us need to get right with God about some things. We need to have a real love for our God. Look at Matthew 22 verse 37. 
Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and all thy soul, with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. We need to have a real love for our God. A real true love for God. How much do you really love Him? I wonder what I really believe. You ladies, when you got married, and you were, let's say it was here, and you came forward and the preacher pronounced you husband and wife, and as you started to walk away, the guy that you married says, I'll see you next year. Would you really believe he loved you? If he didn't want to be with you? <laughs> didn't, want to, didn't want to be around you? He'd say, if you really love somebody, you're going to want to be with them. Amen? If you really love God, you ought to want to be with Him. You don't come to church to get you to heaven. You ought to come to church because you're going to heaven and because you love the Lord. And you want to keep His commandments. Amen? You ought to want to do that. When the preacher was doing your wedding and he said, you may kiss the bride. If the guy you were getting ready to marry looked at you and said, ew. Just reached over and kissed you on the cheek. Would you have wondered if he really loved you or not? Folks, we ought not mind keeping God's commandments. We ought not to mind those things. And we ought to, do I really truly love God? Do I really, did I really give, I've said this to many people when I'm out witnessing, you can, when you witness. I always say most people are only going to miss heaven by about a foot. They know about God here, but they don't know Him here. God said with our heart we believe. And what does that do? Under righteousness. That means it changes us. It makes us different. Again, when you get married, you don't date other people. Okay? You automatic... I, I tell this... I don't know. Maybe she doesn't like me telling all these stories, but... I remember when I asked my wife just out on a date for the first time. First she said she had to think about it. And I thought, what's the matter with that girl? But, <laughs> but then my cousin told me, he said, Tom, she really likes you. She was just afraid to say anything. So I asked her again, and she said she would go with me. And something in my heart said, right then, said, that's her. That's the girl. And I hate to say it, but I was actually been going out with somebody else, and I went and told that person, I can never see you again. I really did. Not bragging myself, but I'm saying something in my heart said, that's the girl. And when you give God your heart, if you really are saved, you have a real, if you have a real love. I knew I really loved her. I knew that that was the one that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with. Uh, and, and God said, if we really love him, uh, we're going to want to keep his commandments. And that, 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 that thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. 1 John four seventeen through 21 Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as He is, so are we in the world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love Him because He first loved us. If a man say, I love God, and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And this commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God love his brother also. God said we ought to be able to love each other, have a real love for other people. God said we're supposed to even love our enemies. And again, this is a, I know some dreams don't mean a lot, but one day I was working on the sermon with this, 
and I was kind of dreaming that I went to heaven, and I hope this isn't offensive to anybody, but you all remember the last president we had, President Obama? I didn't like him too much, I'll be honest. And I dreamt when I got to heaven, I saw Jesus and he looked just like him. And that was just a dream. But I, God said, how can we love God whom we've not seen? And I thought, oh no. What if I got to heaven and God looked like that person I didn't like very much? <laughs> I think God was trying to teach me a lesson, let me have that crazy dream about something like that. Like that. Because again, think about the person you dislike the most. What if... What if the Lord looks like him when you get there? Okay, I, so I, won't I know. That, that's, I, I was just trying to teach us a lesson. God said we're to love our enemies. We're to bless those who curse us. We're to pray for those who despitefully use us. And like I said, there's going to be a lot of people shocked when they get to heaven that this, they think it's a hard-mouthed, mean preacher. But because he loves you, he tells you the truth. And he shares those things with you. And God really loves us and God wants us to have a true love for God. Again, when we got married, it was for better, for worse. And I'm going to tell you, being a Christian, it's not always going to be easy. Again, my Bible heroes that I look at a lot, I talk about a lot, are are Joseph and Job. Both of those guys went through a lot of horrible things in their life. But God used them for a great purpose. And guess what? God has a purpose for everything that we face, maybe even something bad that happens in our life. God's got a purpose. And, and if we truly love God, my kids may not have believed it, but you know why I spanked them? It wasn't because I was just mad. It was because I hated them. I was trying to prevent them from doing some of the same dumb stuff I did when I was a kid. Can you imagine what would happen? Can you imagine what it would be like if tomorrow they passed the law that said, there is no longer any rules for how you drive on the road. You can pick whichever side you want to be on. You can drive as fast as you want to go. Any wrecks, there's no, no, there's no penalty if you have a wreck. If you accidentally run over somebody, there's no problem with that. It would be kind of scary, wouldn't it? Why do we have the laws? Why do they have a speed limit out there? It's to protect us. Why do they have those lines in the road? So we know what side to be on. and We're supposed to protect ourselves. God gave us the laws not to hurt us, but because He loves us and He wants to protect us. You kids may not like all the rules that are there, but it's because of love that they're there. There's things I wouldn't... I didn't let my kids do a lot of the things I did when I was a kid because I would look back and I said, boy, you were so dumb. Why did you do that? Why did you... If I could go back in time, you know what? I would tell my parents, be stricter on that boy. I would be stricter on my own self. There's a lot of things. I won't take time to tell all the stories, but I look back at some of the dumb things I did. I thought, how could you have been so dumb? Anybody else got that problem? Look back and see something you did. And thought, oh, mercy. Why did I do that? Why? I, I, I will tell one thing. I saw that everybody in my family except me and my mother had been arrested at one time. And uh, there was a, one time I came real close to getting arrested. It wasn't anything super bad that I did. In fact, me and my cousin, I will tell this, we decided, we, we watched Batman and Robin, and we decided we were going to be superheroes in our town. We were young boys, and he was Cougar, and I was Wildcat, and we were going out, and we were stopping all the crime in the world, and we didn't, thankfully, we didn't find any crime to break, but we started doing some bad stuff ourselves, and one day somebody called the police on us, and 
thankfully we ran and we were able to hide and they didn't find us uh, that, that day. But uh, it wasn't any super bad, but it, it would have got us in trouble. I know this, my mom would have beat the daylights out of me uh, for, for, what I, for what I did that night. And uh, You know what, I, I look back and at the laws, I'm glad that they were, they put the laws out there. My mom, if she would have, I'd always wait till I knew she was asleep and then I would sneak out of the house. That's what I did as a bratty kid. Okay? Because I knew that my mom had those rules. Why? To protect me. We weren't supposed to break those laws. God gave us the law not to hurt us, but to protect us. God said this in James 4, 7, and 8. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil. He will flee from you. Uh, draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. God said get close to God. Everybody here, I think every every adult here, there's a lot of things we wish we'd have asked our parents before we did some things. And I imagine we don't you wish your kids would come talk to you before they did some things that they're going to do in their life. If we were to ask them, God said, "Come to me and ask me." Folks, we got to resolve that I'm truly going to love God. God, I don't understand everything. God, I don't always like everything. But God, I know when I get to heaven and I finally get to meet my Heavenly Father, He's going to show me why everything happened. You know, again, everything hasn't happened in my life the way I dreamed it would. Okay? What would would we all be if we always got everything we wanted? We'd all be spoiled brats, right? Now, what they call spoiled brats. I always tell this story too. I don't know if I've told it here before. When I was a young guy, some of you older people remember this guy. There was a guy I looked up to that I dreamed of being like someday. His name was Elvis Presley. You all remember that guy? What would, what would, where would I be right now had I got my wish and had a life exactly like his? I would already be dead. He died, I think, at like 42. His life was miserable. Even though he had great fame and great riches and things. His life turned out to be miserable. And I'm not making fun of him. I feel sorry for him. I look back. Why did I like him? Because all the girls liked him. And I wanted all the girls to like me. That's, that's why I you know, dreamed of that, that stuff. But I thought, had I got my wish, I'd, I'd already be dead. My life would have been miserable and, and things of that nature. And, and I look back and I think, I, again, I won't take time to tell all the stories, but I, I wouldn't change a lot of the bad things that happened in my life because had I was talking about that bad school I went to. I looked back, I, a while back I drove by that. It was down in the town. And I went by and I said, thank God for you. Because that school was so rough. My uncle, who was a preacher, he was down preaching a revival in our area. And he saw that I was going to church and I was trying to do right. And he heard what was going on at that school. And he asked my mom, he said, uh, do you mind if Tom comes and stays with me for a while? And I went to live with my uncle, who was a great preacher. And I got to be with my cousin, Ken, who was a great Christian young man. And I'll tell you what, that changed my life. And that's where I met the girl I married. You know what? Had it not been for that bad place I was at, my uncle wouldn't have asked for me. You know, God used that bad situation for a good purpose. And it ended up changing my life. And that's why I go back and I look at that and I could tell a whole lot more things in my life. I didn't understand them while they were happening. But I'll tell you what, I'm glad they did happen because God used them. So resolve that I'm going to really love God with all my heart. I'm going to draw nigh to God. I want to get close to the Lord. 
spend more time with God, folks. Read your Bible more. Pray more. Share what God's given you with you uh, with other people more. more. Uh, yesterday, I thought it was kind of cool. I went to call somebody from our church, and I called a wrong. I actually, it was an old number they had that they got rid of, and somebody else had it. And I got it was a young man. I started talking to him. At first, I thought it was their son, and we talked for a while. And long story short, turned out he uh, they got rid of that phone, and he had it. He's a lost young man. I want you to be praying for him. I got to witness to him, and he said he's going to talk to me again. And you know, so God used a bad situation there. Uh, I called the wrong number, but God used it for a good purpose. And we got to realize, realize God has a purpose for everything. And then do this, 1 John 1, verse 8 through 10. If we say we have no sin, notice that next line, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If you don't see how bad you are today, even as a Christian, you don't understand yourself. He said, if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. God said, if you've got to understand, I'm a sinner. Everybody here, even if you're saved, you're still a sinner. You're not perfect. I'm a sinner saved by grace. And I thank God for that. And I need to share that love with other people. What God did for me, he wants to do for other people. I always like the story too when Jesus was dying on the cross while he was there at first those guys dying with him were cursing him. But right at the last one of them looked at him and said Lord remember me. And Jesus said today you'll be with me in paradise. God saved that bad guy right at the last moment. And what I'm trying to say folks is if you're not saved you ought to be excited. God wants to save you right now. But if you are saved you ought to want to share that with other people. Amen. You ought to want to be telling other people what God did for you. He wants to for yeah, but that guy's really rotten. And, and like I said, there's some really rotten people out there, very wicked people out there. But guess what? God wants to save them. You know how to tell if God wants to save you? You're still alive. God wants to save you. God wants to give you everlasting life. God wants to forgive you. Matthew 6, 9-15 says, After this manner, therefore pray ye, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts. Notice this, as we forgive our debtors. God, just like you forgive me, help me to forgive other people. Folks, we ought to forgive other people. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if we forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Get this. But if we forget not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Ooh, that's a scary verse. God said, if I'm not willing to forgive other people, God's not going to forgive me. That's what it said. I highlighted that verse there. God said, we've got to have repent of our sin, but not only that, we've got to be willing to forgive. And I think all of us here need to repent of this sin, not loving people like we ought to. We love ourselves. That's good. That's okay. Love your family. That's okay too. God says you're even supposed to love your enemies. We're to pray for those out there. Everybody here ought to want to see. You know, wouldn't it be wonderful? I think it'd be wonderful if today everybody in this world got saved. There's nobody I don't want to see get saved. I mean that with my whole heart. There's a lot of things I don't like in this world. Things that I, I said I talked about that president I didn't used to like. But if I ever got to see him, you know what I'd like to do? I'd like to witness to him and see him get saved. Even my biggest enemy that's out there, people that hate my guts, 
If I had a chance, I'd love to see them get saved. I really would. I, I, I want to see people get saved. Second Chronicles 7.14 If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and get this, and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. Now folks, we can t- I won't take time to do it, but there's a lot of horrible sins going on in this world right now. But you know who God's most upset with? Read that verse again. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, then will I... God said, if we want those out there in the world to get right, you know what we got to do? we got to get right. we got to straighten out. we got to do what we're supposed to do. And folks, your may be some little bitty sin that doesn't seem like a lot... What I'm trying to say, if you'll get right with God today, maybe that lost person in here will get saved today. Maybe your neighbor will end up getting saved. I don't know what it is, but God said, if my people, called by my name, will humble themselves and pray. And I said, some of you might remember this guy too. When I was young, years ago, I watched a guy guy named Fonzie. Remember him? Anybody remember Fonzie? Remember there was something he could never say that he was wrong? He tried. I don't know if you remember that, but it could never come out. He could never admit that he's wrong. And that's. And again, I'm. I'm hoping everybody here's saved. If you're not saved, I hope you get saved. But if you are saved, you know what? If we're going to have a revival, we got to admit that we're wrong, and that we need to get some things right with God. Again, I hope you married couples here. Today, if you saw my wife do something that she wasn't supposed to do, sir, I hope you wouldn't slap your wife. Right? <laughs> Just because this world's being wicked, we don't need to be mad at each other. We don't need to be mad at God. We need to get right. God said we're to love our enemies. We're to love one another for love is of God. I'm not saying love sin. I hate sin, folks. Listen, there, there's, if, if I became the king of America tomorrow, or if I became the president of America, I would probably get shot real quick. Because guess what? If it was up to me, alcohol would be illegal. All drugs would be illegal. Gay marriage would not be allowed. Amen. No, that would be illegal. Killing babies would be considered murder. I would be hated. My people, and I'm not saying I hate those people. I'm telling them I love them enough, telling the truth that they need to get saved, they need to get right with God, that there is a God, there is a heaven, there is a hell, and if you don't get saved, guess where you're going to spend eternity? That's in hell, and that's horrifying. Remember that rich man when he went to hell? He he said, "God, send somebody back to tell my brother." But you know what? We ought to be telling people about today. We ought to love our enemies. We ought to love each other. But most of all, we need to fall in love with God first. If you love the Lord, what are you going to do? If you love me, what does he say? Keep my commandments. Do what we meant always like. I didn't like what my parents taught me. My kids, I know, didn't like what I taught them. But I loved them. I told my kids, you won't know how much I love you until you become a parent. I tell my grandkids, I don't know if you remember this, I told them, they won't know how much I love them until they become a grandparent. Because, you know, as you get older, you learn things. And I said, I look back, and I wish I'd have been closer to my parents. I wish I'd have been closer to my grandparents. And I think everybody here, we all need to get close to God. So as we stand together...
today with their heads bowed, we'll have our pianists come.